Hi, this is Jenny Byers, and you're listening to Awaken Nation with Brad Zollin. A huge shift is taking place on planet Earth. People seem to be waking up. Tired of the way things used to be, they are creating something brand new and changing the world we live in. My name is Brad Zollis, and I get to sit down with the next generation of idea makers, the disruptors, and the game changers. Everyday people, just like you and me, from all over, who are doing amazing things. Welcome to Awakened Nation. I have been to her retreat, and we're going to be talking about this. Uh, it's going to be exciting, and um, she's up in the mountains of Tennessee just enjoying life, right, Jenny? Right. <laughs> uh, so Jenny Byers is the founder of Spirit Reunion Sanctuary, a 15-acre educational center for healing and community located in the Cherokee Mountains of Eastern Tennessee. The center features themed tiny houses for retreat, a Native American teepee and a medicine wheel, Reiki labyrinth, and 700 square feet Egyptian scale pyramid. Wow. And a team of healing practitioners. Jenny communicates beyond the veil into higher vibrational realms and assists us with healing with our loved ones who have transitioned from the physical. Jenny's background is in finance and she was the controller of multiple professional race teams in Indianapolis, Indiana, prior to moving to Tennessee and opening the sanctuary. Since she was a young child, she has experienced communication with non-physical energy. It was perfectly normal for her to be walking alone on her grandpa's farm laughing out loud as she felt the joy and pure love that radiated from this energy through her. She has powerful memories of playing specifically when she was being creative and feeling this loving energy move through her and reminding her that she could do anything she wanted to do in life. It was like having her own personal cheerleader in the non-physical, ensuring that she remembered how loved she truly is. Let's start talking. Jenny, how did you discover that you had this gift of being able to talk to loved ones who have passed on? Well, I was born with the gift because I could do it as a child, but I kind of moved away from it and then I came back to it. So my mom was able to hear through the veil. My grandpa it was in my family. I just had forgotten that I could do it. So I had to reconnect my gift. And that happened when I was in my thirties. Wow. Now, were you scared? I mean, some people would be scared of this. I was scared. I was scared when I was a teenager, when I could see things and hear things. And that's when I was 15 years old, my Native American spirit guides started showing up in my bedroom. And after I got over the terrifying <laughs> experience of that and figured out who he was, he worked with me for five years. He worked with me very closely to help me overcome my fear. And he told me that I would be doing this work. Well, you know, we never have what we would call a normal conversation here on Awakened Nation. Uh, it's like, yeah, my, my Native American spirit guides started hanging out with me when I was a teenager. Right. Yeah, just, just matter of fact. Now, now although you're, you're blonde and, and uh, blue-eyed, uh, you are Native American. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, we had always known uh, just through word of mouth through my family that we had Native American, we had Cherokee in the family. And there were just all, you know, tales passed down through the family. We would all talk about it, but no one had ever done the genealogy until last year. And my sister calls me and she tells me that we were actually related to Adakula Kula. And he was my sixth great grandpa. And he was the head of the Cherokee Nation. Wow. So 
that, you know, goes down from there to uh, his son who was Dragon Canoe. And he is actually in the Wax Museum, uh, like an hour from where I live. So that's kind of fascinating because I, I had no idea, but I had I'd been a part of that museum and I had seen reenactments. And so it was exciting to find out that that was actually who we were connected to. That's fantastic uh, because uh, I live out here in the Southwest and I got to tell you, the Native American influence is everywhere and I, I love it. You know, I just love that. And um, that healing energy is just so profound. And this is the great part about uh, your sanctuary. You actually can feel the energy on this property. Folks, if you, ha if you ever get a chance to have a real retreat to get away um, and, and just get some healing done, uh, Spirit Reunions, uh, Jenny's Sanctuary over there, um, it's just phenomenal. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about my experience when I came up the mountain, you know, pass and everything. But let's get back to you uh, learning about your gifts and your mom and things like this, because this is an incredibly powerful story of, you know, here's somebody in the finance field working with race car drivers, and you got awakened. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So my mom had a spontaneous awakening when I was 14. And she started telling me all kinds of crazy things. And I really thought that my mom had lost her mind. So, you know, a lot of people in the family did. And that's pretty typical. You know, back in the 80s, there weren't that many people talking about this. You know, So she really paved the way for me to feel comfortable sharing in the family as well. She kind of went first. And in some ways, she drugged me kicking and screaming. And... She was able to hear through the veil. She started traveling. She started speaking. And one day she just came to me and she said, I am going to transition soon. She said, my soul has already shown me. And she said, I'm just more over there than I am here. You communicate better than I do. Uh, we contracted to do this. And I'm going to be moving over there doing this through you. It was a huge shock to me. Right. And well, I... Even when she was diagnosed with leukemia shortly after that and died three weeks later, the whole thing was such a shock to me. And it took me five years to be able to work through the grief and accept that everything was okay and be able to hear her, get my vibration up in order to hear her. So that was what drove me to learn to connect. Wow. I want everybody who's listening to understand Jenny's mother had leukemia, came to her and said, I will be leaving earth. You know, I'll be dying is basically what she's saying. And, uh, you know, we'll be working together and you have a, a stronger gift than I do. And what would you do if your mother said that to you? Most of you would probably go, all right, mom. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. I love you. But, you know, and, right. and so, uh, <laughs> she's warning you, be prepared. I'm going to visit you in the middle of the night. Sort of like, um, you know, the, 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 the a Christmas carol, you know, it's like, right. there will be three visitors coming to you in the middle of the night. Bah humbug. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, so, so what was that like mom showing up after she died? Yeah. Well, she woke me up at three in the morning with her face, like right above my face. And she said, get up and get a pen and paper. And, I jumped up out of the bed and we wrote together for about three hours and I wrote a lot of things that ended up coming to pass. I wrote about my retreat center that was coming and this was in 2008. Right. Um, I wrote about everything that ended up coming to pass. So, 
Wow. So your mom was instrumental in, in this happening. And I see more of this being accepted in our society now where people are starting to realize, you know, if you went to Mexico or you went to South America or even Italy, they talk about our, our ancestors or our loved ones. As soon as they die, they hang out, they communicate, and they don't believe that they just leave and go on. Or, uh, you know, in the West here, we like to discredit that ghosts don't exist. Well, the energy is still there, my friends, and we all have had the experience of we smell our grandfather's cologne, or we saw, we smell, I remember my great-grandmother, I smelled her Gina Tay one day. (laughs) Um, You remember Gina Tay? Um, So they're passing by, and, and I'll give you a good example. My grandfather, maybe a little while after he died, I was up in New York, he, he lived in Chambersburg, but uh, I something told me, turn on the radio right now. There's a, like, there's something on, you got to listen. So I turned on the radio. I, I hadn't adjusted it. It just went straight to a big band station and they were playing the song. And I thought to myself, man, my grandfather would love this. And then I realized he was right behind me in the back seat. Mm-hmm. I could just feel his energy and he was yeah. just so happy and full of joy. Now, some people may discredit that, but Hey, if you're awake, you're awake. You're going to feel these things. Um, so this is incredible. So, so let's, let's move forward here. Your mom's working with you, waking you up in the middle of the night like a toddler uh, and, and trying to teach you things and get you to do this. How, let's explain some of the first sessions that you started to do because I know you weren't, you weren't ready to do the sessions. And there was a family, I think, down the road. You, you did your first session with them. Let's talk about that. Well, I really was drug kicking and screaming into this, to be honest. I did not want to do this. My mom told me, and I said, yeah, no, I definitely am not going to do this work. You know, I was really happy to connect with her and and hear from her and to speak with her, but I I had no interest in having the responsibility of going and sharing things with other people. And so she really slowly drug me into it. She was brilliant in, in the way she got me to do it. So my son's friends would come over. He was a teenager and I would just open to them because that was easy. You know, the kids were over and we would sit and talk about these things. And this one girl I opened with her grandpa came and we had such a strong, profound connection to her grandpa. And it was like two hours of her, her and I just sitting there and saying things. And she went back and told her parents, well, I got a phone call and they invited me to come and asked me if I would you know, do this at their home. And for, for the girl's sake, I did this. She begged me, please, Jenny. Right. So I, I did. And so that's <clears throat> the way I would slowly be drug into these things. And when I got there, the mother asked me immediately when I got out of my, my car, if I was like the Long Island medium. And I said, <laughs> no, I, I don't think that I am. I'd really never seen it. So I get in the house and in walks the dad and he looks at me and he says, who are you? And what are you doing in my house? I answer to God as if I was like Satan's daughter in right. his home, you know? So it was very, very stressful. And they're, you know, they start bickering and, you know, he, the wife and the husband are fighting now about me being there and this and that. And she says, you know, well, you just listen to what she has to say. And, so she looks at me and she says, are you, are you going to, you know, tell us things? And I was so stressed <laughs> and this is the kind of work that you really need to be peaceful while you do. Yes. And so 
I'm trying to connect and they're bickering and the daughter's crying and I'm sitting there and finally I just told his dad who I had talked to, I said, just give me something. And all of a sudden I just see a flash of a house and a swing and I, I was shown his son going to this place and this is a place where he connects with him. And so I just said it, I said, I, you know, it's very simple. All I see is a house and a swing. And she just put her head down and started crying and looked at him and he started crying. And from that point on, we all calmed down and I was able to hear and we had a really beautiful session. And at the end he bought pizza and apologized. So it was <laughs> a success. <laughs> This this does scare people. <laughs> yeah. That there's a life beyond their own reality. Um, yes. It's funny in the West, we've always been taught, uh, like I swear to God, people walk around like death ain't coming, never gonna happen. It's right. never gonna happen. I'm gonna build this empire, I'm gonna be a billionaire, I'm gonna build this house, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sell MLM, whatever. I'm just gonna create. <laughs> and it's like uh nobody ever thinks or prepares for the fact that they might die someday right. and, and we avoid it. So now it's in your face and you walk into the stranger's house and he's probably a successful businessman. And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, I'm channeling my dad when I do that. Uh, and, and you just probably blew their minds, you know, the, yeah. And I think we're in a day and age where this is more acceptable. Uh, wouldn't you say it's a little bit more open than it was, let's yeah. say 10, 15 years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because my mother was, she was doing this. I mean, she was on the news and, you know, because she was so good and, you know, she was becoming well-known and, and they had uh, a man, a psychiatrist, I think he was, and he was debunking her, you know, right. and he was saying how dangerous this was. And, I don't think nowadays you would see that sort of thing, but what she went through, you know, she helped us get beyond some of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I always find it funny people who come up and try to debunk and, and we should have debunkers because there yeah. are a lot of scam artists out there. Yeah. Uh, I don't want people to think I just sit around with crystals all day uh, <laughs> and meditate. Yeah. Uh, we do. We should have debunkers out there because there are a lot of scam artists. But I test, you know, whenever I listen to somebody or, you know, I, I get involved. And when they tell me something, I just go, okay, you're the real deal. Uh, yeah. Because it's impossible that they would know certain things. Mm -hmm. It's like I had a healing session uh, years ago with a friend of mine, and she used uh, actual digital scanning that, where they look at the frequency through the quantum field. And she was using, she has the program on her, her Apple pad high resolution she got all the way down to each vertebrae that was out in my back wow. and every detail i was like okay you're the real deal because i didn't tell you any of this <laughs> and she knew um That's and it's and it's the same i had a reiki i had this is why i'm actually um i question a lot i had a reiki master in quotes walk up to me and push me up against the wall and she basically goes i can heal you and she, she's a chain smoker. She, she looks so unhealthy. I, I actually, I got very upset because she was in my space. I said, look, not for nothing, but I don't let people touch me who look sick. <laughs> and yeah. she got mad at me, but that's how I am. Because yeah. I'm from the generation where doctors 
would smoke in the examination room, Jenny. <laughs> okay, so, and they're all, every doctor that's ever examined me is dead now, just so you know. <laughs> so I, I'm very picky about this. So when I got to meet you, you know, we've known each other online for like two years. And I think our friend Dylan uh, Deshaun, she reached out and said, hey, you know, Jenny does these sessions. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? She goes, she goes beyond the veil. And I was like, oh, oh okay, let me try this. So uh, you did something that was pretty powerful. And uh, I'll, I'll share my session with uh, the audience here because you, you and your son work together in tandem. Tristan uh, is, is sort of like the, the way shower who moves any entities or blockages out of the way. And then you come in with the family members. And so I had called you up and I hadn't told you much of anything, but I had done peyote out here. And when they say peyote, it heals the family lineage. Whatever is stuck or blocked will heal the family lineage. And when I heard that, I said, eh, okay, whatever. Didn't think much of it. So when we did our session together, this is months later, you're sitting with me and you say, okay, your mom is here. And I was like, okay, I figured my mom would come. My grandmother surprised me because I hadn't seen her since I was maybe 10 years old. And then you said, my grandfather was here. And you paused for like two full minutes and you went, do you look like your grandfather? I said, I look exactly like my grandfather, especially at this age. And what had happened is my grandfather evidently had shown up to Jenny and just started going, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. And Jenny finally got it. Oh, you look a lot like, do you look like? Do, do you look like your grandfather? And I said, yeah. And you were like, oh my God, he's, he, yeah, your grandfather's here. But he, what he said was the most profound part. And you knew nothing about this. You were purely channeling this. My grandfather had healed his uh, manic depressive state wherever he was at. And he said, because you healed the family lineage, we're here to support you with anything you do in Vegas. And that was mind-blowing to me that that happened. And this is what happens. I mean, you want to talk about this a little bit, about how our family members, sometimes they cross over and they heal and they come back to help us. Mm -hmm. Well, we're all connected and we're always connected. This illusion of separation is something that we experience when we transition out of the body that doesn't exist. And no different than here, how we're all connected. And, and if you... Uh, if you hurt someone or if you have trauma connected with someone or if you just deeply love someone, those are things that keep us connected. And that doesn't end just because you leave the body. And uh, one of my favorite movies about this is The Five People You Meet in Heaven. Because right. that movie actually shows beautifully when he transitions how he cannot really move on until he has healed trauma. And, you know, so, so that work has to be done in order for your vibration to come up and for you to move on. It's no different than here. It's just a continuance. And so if you've got things that are unresolved with family members, they have to clear that with you and the two of you rise together when that's completed. And so doing this work, as I bridge the gap, I allow this to happen here instead of waiting till we transition, which actually heals the generations because you're you're not perpetuating it, you know, so we're stopping it. We're clearing up this distortion. It's very powerful. It is. It, you, blow, you have blown my mind on several occasions. And by the way, if you get a chance to go to her retreat, uh, you do this campfire 
sort of circle at night where you, you just read whatever comes in. And some people, their grandmother comes in. Some people, it's the grandfather. Mom comes in. It, and it's incredibly powerful to watch because you, I've seen people just start weeping. You say one sentence and they start crying. They're bawling. Yeah, you're right. And it's very interactive. There's nothing to be afraid of. It just really, really awakens people uh, to the healing. It's, it's all about healing. That's really yes. what it is. Because yes. the trauma is just, it's, it's astounding how many of us were abused as children. And, and a lot of times, unbeknownst to the person abusing you, they were just running a program. And then they realized after they crossed over, they had damaged a lot of people. Yeah. So that's yeah. very powerful. Yeah. yeah. I love the work you're doing. I really do. Thank you. Yeah. I love it too. I feel honored. I mean, the way, the way that they work through me is an absolute blessing to me. It's an honor. I mean, I can't, there are really no words for what I get to experience being the in-between for this. It's amazing. Right. Yeah. Well, this, um, you talk about this, this gift has been passed down through generations. Uh, your great grandmother was a midwife, a small com uh, mountain community. Uh, and she did this, but she read the tea leaves. And then um, she was the granddaughter of Abigail Raven Canoe. Yeah, I mean, you have a rich, rich, rich family history. I'm telling you, I'm looking at your bio here, and it's like mind blowing. Let's talk about that. Does that does that help you in your work? Because I know um, my ex wife is from Haiti, so she's native to the the culture, and you being Native American also. Is there something in the the just the way the culture accepts this, and you get trained earlier than let's say somebody who's immersed in Western thought? and doesn't wake up till maybe they're, they're much, much older? Uh, well, what I understand is that it's passed down in cellular memory, so it's developed in my family line. It's not something that is necessarily special. We all have the ability to do this. We all speak frequency. It's our first language. We've right. forgotten. But, but when you come in in a, in a family line that's developed it and they're using it, it's, it's alive in my family line. It's awakened in the line. It's in the cellular memory. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. So is there anything unusual, like mind-blowing, that you want to you talk about today? Because I, first of all, it's mind-blowing what you're doing already. And the retreat that you've built, um, how many cabins do you have there now? There, there are these mini cabins, including the pyramid? I have five, including the pyramid. And it's powerful. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about my experience a little bit. We'll have a little fun here. Yeah. Um, you picked me up at the airport and we're driving and we come up this mountain pass and you're, you're in the Tennessee mountains and I'm from Pennsylvania. So I, I love the Appalachians, the, the whole, I love the green and, you know, so we're getting up there and I see this wonderful ranch style home, but surrounding it, are these mini cabins and you're sitting in one right now, the treehouse mm -hmm. one. And um, the, they have a different theme. Each one has a different theme. So you're roughing it a little bit, but th these cabins are sanctuaries with their own vibration mm -hmm. is, is really what I want to talk about. And the first day I'm there, I just can feel the energy of health, healing, and everything. It's, it's really the support energy. And we got a chance to walk around and we help, you know, get the cabins ready for the guests as they arrive. And then as people start to arrive, 
the energy goes up, up, up. And it's really powerful to watch and feel and sense because as all the guests arrive and then the healers arrive, because they're going to do the sessions on the next day, uh, everybody gets to know each other. And there's so much love, so much healing, so much preparing for this that uh, anybody who goes there, um, I just even even if you go there one day and you don't stay over, it's just it's really um, mind blowing. Um, but the next day, this was this was kind of cool. You know, everybody gave kind of a talk. The sun comes up, and I was privileged enough to be able to you know share coffee and use the main house a little bit uh, and hang out with the dogs and Tristan and everybody uh, and have eggs with avocado and keto coffee. <laughs> Um, but what be started is I got to meet all the healers and I realized there were two, there were two healing sessions I needed. I did the theta healing mm -hmm. and she was phenomenal. Got to tell you, yeah, in, incredible. And then Ron, uh, cleared out all this stuck gunk that was in me and he was like amazing. And then the third one, uh, was, um, the Tesla machine. She happened to have a guy brought, uh, Ryan brought the Tesla machine. And it basically, it, it does at the biofield level, clears out all the stuff. And I was just, this is the kind of work she's doing uh, at the Spirit Reunion Sanctuary. Uh, where do we go? What's the website for, for getting in touch with you? Uh, spiritreunions.com. Spiritreunions.com. So the Spirit Reunion Sanctuary is on 15 acres, and we got a chance to walk around and hike a little bit. And then later on that night after we get healed, um, Everybody warned me, you're going to feel like you got hit by a Mack truck the next day. And I, I'm a tough guy, so I thought, nah, I got up so sore. <laughs> it's all your fault. <laughs> so let's talk about the sanctuary. How did you start to get the vision for this and build it? Because I find this story fascinating because even the zoning and everything, you tried to get it done right because you wanted a really great experience for people. Let's talk about building yeah. this thing. Okay. Well, it's actually a very funny story in how I found the place. Cause I just told my mom, I was like, you know, you've already told me that this is coming. And it, you know, it was kind of just boom, boom, boom. My husband ended up getting a job like extremely fast. He applied and had the job within a month. And next thing I know we're moving. And this was in um, 2012. So this is when all the energy was moving in 2012 for a lot of us. And we bought the, the acreage and um, you know, so we just, I just kept seeing visions of it. I kept, I, you know, I walked back and I kept seeing where they were going to go. And, um, I just, I just felt like it's like build it and they will come. <laughs> it was just, you know, this is just gonna, who knows exactly how it's going to work, but I just did it a little bit at a time. You know, we've had two built on site and then we started, you know, bringing more up here. We took an old tool shed and we turned that one you stayed in, Brad, we took that it was yeah. a tool shed. And we just, that, you know, turned that into a one-bedroom cabin and just started beaming them. And, you know, and as I kept sitting out here in the space, I just kept seeing more. And then we'd do more. And then I would have bigger ideas. And I, I still have bigger ideas. It's still growing. <laughs> and, and you went down to the zoning uh, department. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Or, or do you well, not no, want to share? I want to talk about that. <laughs> well, I was just told that I could not officially put cabins up. So that was very traumatic for me after I purchased the property and uh, all of a sudden found out that I could not do what I wanted to do. And then he looked at me and he said, you know, you can put up as many sheds as you want 
And he looked at me and he said, do you have any further questions? And he winked at me. And I stood there and I was like, okay. And now it's a big joke because I ended up putting sheds up and turning them into tiny houses. And I, I tell everybody I'm a hoarder and a girl just can't get enough sheds. That's what's going on up here. <laughs> that is funny. Now, it, it, when you attend uh, Jenny's retreat up here, um, spirit reunions, each cabin is heated as its own heating unit. But you're going to have to rough it with the toilet a little bit because there's a peat moss toilet, which is fine. I, I, I'm a Boy Scout. I grew up with that. But what I was really afraid of is if I go outside in the middle of the night to, you know, pee on a tree, um, I'm going to be standing next to Sasquatch because uh, we're up here in Sasquatch country. And uh, we were cracking up because when we were hanging out by the fire Saturday night, the energy coming from the mountain was off the hook, and we saw a UFO right above us. Hmm. Yeah, you're in a perfect yeah, so, place. Yeah, there's a lot of experiences up here, a lot of experiences. We see UFOs, we hear Sasquatch knocking. I mean, I, I was told by one of the Cherokee in the, uh, at the Cherokee Reservation, <clears throat> um, he, he wanted to let me know that I lived on the land of the Watchers and that they were here because they loved what we're doing and they're supporting it and they're a part of the awakening. And I learned later that the watchers are actually the Bigfoot and I've heard them knocking, you know, we'll do fire circle and they'll knock and people hear different things on their cabins and a lot of really funny experiences, but a lot yeah. of powerful experiences. Well, Jeff uh, Keel was up there with us and he said, they're really curious about you, man. <laughs> Cause I was new to the, the the brood he goes, yeah. they like you they like your energy i'm like okay yeah. just don't carry me away <laughs> you know it, i was just having so much fun with the guys you know we were it, just really having a good yeah. time yeah well i like to see people's faces because i i'm i'm i don't always you know <clears throat> come up front with that with new guests you know i don't want to scare people yeah and i and just you know just had a guest this weekend and another guest, as we're just sitting there, and we're, he's just gotten here, and we're introducing, and the other guest looks at him, and he says, you know, there's a Sasquatch here, and it just knocked for me 11 times this morning, and I'm looking at him going, you know, maybe we should just kind of calm down a bit. I don't want to scare him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I, you know, well, it's out of my control. This is what we do here. Well, so. folks. If you think we're talking nonsense, when Jenny drove me down to, you know, we went to the supply store and the gas station and, you know, we went to uh, Starbucks. They have signs everywhere. Don't feed Sasquatch. Don't do this. And here, get your Sasquatch stuff. They're known for having Bigfoot in the mountains up there. And they've had a lot of sightings. So I'm this guy who grew up in Pennsylvania. I know there's weird stuff in the woods. I grew up with it. Uh, I was a Boy Scout. I've roughed it. And then I moved to New York for 35 years, and I'm out, I'm out here in, in uh, Vegas in the desert for like a year, and then I go to this retreat. And so everywhere I went, nobody was looking at me going, Bigfoot, yeah, right. <laughs> no, everybody was like in on this like yeah. reality show, like, oh, yeah, don't, you know, don't worry, they're harmless. You know? I'm like, what? <laughs> it was so funny. Well, they do. They do Sasquatch tours up here. So you know, you you in Jonesboro, the town I live in, you can go pay a couple hundred dollars, and they'll they'll give you a tour of where all the sightings are in the area. And not far from here, they did the the TV show. Just a couple oh. hours from here, they actually filmed for the for the the Bigfoot TV show. So that was that no was no kidding. Yeah. 
Well, the energy on that mountain is just amazing. And um, you, you guys were talking about, hey, there's a, there's a portal, evidently UFOs go in and out. And we had one hovering right above us that night. Ron was like, look, you know, and everybody's looking up. I was like, You're at the bottom of a, a spaceship. You're like, all right, I'm not on Earth anymore. I'm in some other no, place. You have stepped through the veil. You in, have into the, the veil. twilight zone. Exactly. Yeah. It is, and it is a vortex. And these mountains are known as the Crystal Mountains. That's, the, that's what the nickname oh. is for the mountains. So the vibration is so high. So, and it's, it is a vortex. Well, here's the weird part. We all kind of started partying afterwards because the healing was done. We were just enjoying ourselves and we're hanging out. So we're on the back porch and I'm, I'm sitting uh, with three other people. I think it was Sarah, Jeff, and Ron. Mm -hmm. We're looking up and man, the energy got weird because all you have these lights around the place, almost like Christmas tree lights running around the property. They got this weird haze around them and everything started to glow like we had just kicked up into another dimension. Mm -hmm. And we're just taking it all in. And Ron and I are standing on the back porch and you hear this bong, bong. And it was like a bell from a Buddhist monastery in Tibet or Indonesia. And Ron and I turned and looked dramatically like we were like, whoa, did you hear that? Where is that coming from? Jeff and Sarah didn't hear it, and they were standing yeah. right next to us. And yeah. Tristan came running out on the back porch and goes, "Did you hear that bell?" And we're looking at him like, "Yeah, man, we heard the bell." And it was like, it was. I uh, have to, oh my gosh, I have to tell you because you and I haven't had a chance to talk about this, but I did not know that you heard the bell. But right. Tyler, my son has been hearing the bell for a very long time. He even captured it on his phone, and I had wow. never heard it. And I believe him because he has it on his phone. But yep. he will wake him up, and he comes outside of his cabin looking for it. And I mean, this has been an ongoing thing, and he keeps trying to get me to hear it. And Ron comes to visit, and he, he brings a friend, and, and he's like, you've got to see this place. And he walks in with him, and he said, Ginny's got Sasquatch. She's got UFOs. He goes, she's got a bell. And I looked at him, and I said, the bell? You've heard the bell? He said, Ginny. He's like, how could you not hear the bell? It's so loud. And it I is. And the funny thing is, and he pointed right to where my son keeps hearing it. And, yeah. and I said, the, the funny thing is, is I said, I had just recently told a friend, I said, this really is my idea of a real church. This place, it's a, it's a community, but it's also yeah. a, a true church where we gather and we have true relationships. And I said, you know, and we wake up and we heal and, you know, all these beautiful things and we do it together. And I said, you know, this is a church. And I said, now I even have the church bell. It just, it just. That rings. is true. <laughs> that it's is amazing. Um, this is this is mind blowing because when we were on the back porch, we felt the bell was coming over by where the first cabin was, the yes. first, but and it was just sort of right there. So yeah. we're getting proof that it wasn't just us. You're now telling us where you were told it was heard from. Right. And I was standing there telling you where I heard it from. It's the same place. Um, yeah. I want our audience to understand we are multidimensional beings. Yeah. And we're operating in a world, and we haven't been taught this, this is also a multidimensional place. And so we are accessing and hearing things from beyond the veil uh, are from this supra-physical part. If you're a Star Trek fan, you understand that certain things in the physical realm can vibrate so much higher than the physical realm that we can't see it. 
So it's out of phase with our reality, but we can hear it. Sometimes we see somebody walks to the edge of that, that veil, that illusion. And they've started to prove through quantum physics that this world is an illusion. It's just that our left brain tells us it's real. Mm-hmm. And so th- this is where the work is happening. And your sanctuary <laughs> is really a testament to where the worlds collide. You know, it was like yeah. one of these episodes of um, Land of the Lost when we were kids on TV, where time, the time continuum overlapped multiple dimensions in one corner of that reality. So uh-huh. they're experiencing all these, you know, dinosaurs, the Titanic, space travel all in the same time so because the dimensions were overlapping so let's talk about the unique working relationship you have with your son because he is a very powerful healer uh, unto his own tristan helped me clear out some pretty serious stuff and then you come in and and finish up the work that he started uh do you want to talk about that a little bit because you've been working with him since he was little yeah, so he was really born uh, more multi-dimensional. Mm-hmm. You know, he a lot of these kids are, you know, coming in, yeah. and I didn't, I didn't uh, program that out of him. So, you know, I, I homeschool Tristan, and I kind of keep him outside of that programming, and that's by design because he has such beautiful gifts, and I, I don't want his mind to be manipulated else, you know, otherwise. So, right, uh, because I have woken up. Uh, I am constantly, he's, he's a part of this. He's, he's in vortex energy all the time with us. So, you know, this is normal for him. Um, his ability to see through the veil much clearer than I do. You know, he's, he's in every realm. I mean, I'm attuned to, uh, the essence realm. I'm attuned to some people call heaven or 5d and up. I'm not really attuned to the lower realms where he actually is. He, he has no, you know, he's, he's just completely open. He sees the shadows. He sees the, the, the darker entities that are stuck. You know, he sees all those right. things. Terrified him. And I, not being a part of that world, I had to learn how to help him deal with that because I had never seen those things. So he brought me into a lot of that stuff. And his ability to work with my mom and see my mom clearly, she passed away before he was born, but he sees her. Like wow. they have a very close relationship and you know, he, she's still grandma. She's with him all the time. She sits and chats with him on the couch and you know, so the world, the, the separation is not there for him. And she works with him to help him clear those that are stuck in between. And she helps him clear entities that are, uh, you know, vampire type energies in people's energy field. He can see that. Yeah. So, uh, it's interesting, Brad, because I didn't understand this at all until he came along. So he really, and they taught me, uh, but right. she explains that we need this kind of work be- where my mom is the vibration that, that she is do that work. Uh, she actually tells him how to do that work and she shows him, you know, she's a guide, but he does the work because they're actually in this energy more than they are there. And so, she, you know, it, 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 that was fascinating to me. That wow. we are the ones who need to be more awake and more aware because we're the ones who can send them on and that they're interacting with us. They can't see my mom. My mom's vibration in that realm is too high. Right. So they actually can interact with us. You know, so more of us need to be aware of this and our ability to send them on. And one of the other things that was fascinating to me is that when they come, 
to Tristan. They come to Tristan when they're ready to be sent on. So right. a lot of people are experiencing this because the veil's thinning. <clears throat> and when these people, when these energies come, uh, usually your awareness is brought there so that you can help them move on. And the old energy, we used to put up shields and block ourselves and we would, um, you know, just not, not understand the transmute through light. And that's what Tristan does. The funniest thing about this is that he came to me and said to me that these shadows were bothering him and that they were whispering in his ear and he couldn't understand them, but they made him think angry thoughts. Oh, That's the way he described it. He said, mom, they whisper in my ear. And I said, what do they say? And he said, I don't know. They just make me think angry thoughts. And as a mom, I said, you know what, Tristan, you need to protect yourself and you need to say they don't have permission to be there. And he looked at me and he goes, no, I'm not saying that. I was like, he's like, I'm not telling them to go away. I'm not speaking to them. And I was like, oh my goodness. And as a mom, I was terrified. I was like, how right. do I get these things away from my kid? And right. it was probably a couple of years later that he came to me and he said, mom, I did it. I made it leave. And I said, how did you do it? He said, I just sent it love and light. He said, you have yeah. to send it love and light. And I said, that is genius. It you know, is. and he said, and he said, grandma <clears throat> told me, grandma told me how to do that. Wow. So, yeah, it's amazing. It is. I mean, this is powerful. I want everybody to understand the picture that's going on right now. Grandma, who passed away years ago, is teaching her grandson, who's alive, working with you, how to be connected to all these dimensions. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and you are getting training through your son and your mom. Yeah. This is very mm -hmm. powerful. And those of you who are listening, I know a lot of you are parents to adult millennials and even younger Gen Z right now, and you know that they have unusual abilities and you could never understand them. I'm telling you, this is the kind of stuff they do naturally. Yeah. They sense things. They know there's things wrong in this world, and that's why they don't just jump up and down and embrace what they're told to embrace. They are indigo and crystal kids, a lot of them. And now the new generation coming along, their powers are even deeper. You know, it's like trying to tell somebody you can feel the Holy Spirit. And I've been able to feel that since I was a child. But they educated over me until I figured out that's what I was feeling. I didn't have a name for it. I just knew I was feeling some connection through time as well. I, it wasn't just this lifetime. And so... I realize the millennial generation, even Gen Xers, they come to this world with this already built in, but they don't know how to talk about it because the traditional matrix of the church or the synagogue or the temples that are there don't allow them to explain, well, I already feel the presence of this. I already feel these things. All these things you're reading in the holy books and the holy works out there, I, I'm already feeling and sensing all that. So they're walking away from organized religion into more of this stuff because they feel and sense a reality that we, some of the older generation, has had beaten out of us. You know, school system has retrained us. So I think it's a beautiful thing that you have not indoctrinated your son into what, you know, my dad tried to beat the indigo out of me. 
It's bad. Yeah. I, I told you that. I remember. Yeah. I could paint and draw, and I had these visual, you know, things. I go, Dad, I'm going to be famous someday. He's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And I was, and I was hyperactive because I could see my future. I knew everything that was going to happen to me. I was like, "Oh my God, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to be famous. I'm going to live in New York. I'm going to get a black belt. All these things." And so I'm thinking in my mind, I have to do this all now. So I was hyperactive. I got to prepare. I got to hurry up. And, and I, I started practicing writing my signature like John Hancock. Ever since I was a kid, I've had a big signature because I was practicing. I'm going to sign books someday. And my dad just never understood any of this. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I think it's, it's wonderful what you're doing. It, this is truly a family affair. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, th This is incredibly powerful, but uh, I think there was something on your bio about your grandfather. Was that true? My grandfather was, you know, my mom was, it was the Cherokee line came up from my mom to my grandfather. Okay. And so that was the Cherokee line. And my grandfather could see through the veil. And so he would talk to me privately about this, but he would always look at me after and he would say, now you don't talk about this because people think you're crazy. And I was like, okay, grandpa. You know, so he was always very quiet. And, and I understand because in that generation, they would put you in the crazy house for that. Oh, yeah. yeah right away. Yeah. yeah. Even if you were accurate, <laughs> you had right. to be very, very specific. You had to be under the veil of something very specific or belong to a private club like Freemasonry or something. Otherwise, you, you were, yeah, you were labeled a wackadoodle. Yep. Yeah. And my, so my mom was really the first to come out of the closet in the family. And, you know, my grandpa was scared for her, you know. So he was always looking at her going, you know, you really shouldn't be talking about this. You know, he had the fear of God in him from somewhere down the line. You know, so he was very yeah. protective of us about it, but she was the the brave one. So it always crazy. takes one one generation to step forward. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. my when we moved out to the country when I was seventeen, my next door neighbor they were they were older. They were in their late fifties when I was seventeen, and uh, my neighbor, Mister Franklin, he was black, and his wife was white, and we respected the hell out of them because we knew they got married at a time. When this was not yeah. done and God yeah. bless him. We, we had full respect for them, but we also started to see some, you know, my dad would go over and visit. We'd say hi. And he was into ham radio and his dog was this big um, German shepherd. Um, but we did notice something and this was just the way it was done back then. Um, on Christmas every other year, his family would show up. And then the following year, her family would show up. So he would alternate <laughs> who would come visit. We noticed little things like that because that's just the way it was done. We all grew up that way, you know. Yeah. Um, my friends would look at me and um, they would swear. They'd go, F and Zalas. Because I would tell them my dreams, you know. Go, One of my friends said to me, he goes, you're never going to achieve any of that. Why don't you shut the hell up? You know, he told me off. And then I think it was something like 30 years later, I'm living in New York City and he came up to visit. We're sitting there and he's going on and on. And I go, you remember when you used to tell me I was crazy and I wasn't going to do this? He goes, yeah, you could never just shut up and sit down and just do your work and all this. You were always talking about how you were going to do this, and do that. You could never go to a movie and just shut up and watch a movie. You had to say how the special effects were getting done and blah, blah, blah. Gave me a hard time. And I looked at him and I said, yeah, but Frank, don't you realize I achieved everything I said I was going to do? 
And he got silent for like 30 seconds. He was like, holy crap, you did. Dude, I just knew, you know. So this intuition, let's talk about this. You knew when you were young you were probably going to do something great and do something powerful, and now your son's following in your footsteps. Well, you know, what's funny about that is that I actually used to hear that. So I would be sitting there. I mean, I remember specifically sitting in my room, and spirit would come in, and they'd, they'd always say to me, you know, you can do whatever you want. They never said you're going to do this or that. They just kept saying, you know, you can do anything you want. And, and it would just float by and it would come in a download and I would hear it and then it would leave. And I was like, I was like, yeah. And I felt it and I knew it, you know, so I didn't really get exactly what I was going to do, but I just knew that I could do anything I wanted to do. So this is, a, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to help heal people. I wanted to you know, create a place of community. I want to help people get back to having true relationship with each other. You know, these communities is where it's at. They're popping up everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to do something out here in Vegas at some point. Yeah. My business partner and I, we want to do like executive retreat out here where yeah. people like you can fly in and yeah, uh, awesome. you do healing sessions the whole time we're here. Uh, because I just think it's, it's incredibly, just incredibly powerful work. The, mm -hmm. The, the consciousness of the world is waking up enough that we, we have support to do this kind of work here. Mm -hmm. You know, if we were in Japan or India and we were talking about healing each other, it'd be like, yeah, whatever. But here it's so important because the Western mindset has been caught up in the industrial revolution for so long. We've forgotten to get back in touch with our true self, our true, you know, we're souls having a human experience. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, we're, people like you are helping us get back into connection with that. And meditation, you know, when you sit and tell people you meditate in the morning and you write your morning pages, nobody thinks you're weird anymore. Yeah. You know, that they're on board with yeah. it. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's talk about your cabins. Each has a theme. You want to talk about the theme of each one? I, I find this fascinating because I stayed in the first one, which is the Native American cabin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that was fun. Mm -hmm. The tree was the, is really the, we did the native first, but then, you know, it's a little room and then the tree is the big one, the tree house and, and the tree yeah. spirit, everything is spirit. So native spirit, tree right. spirit, uh, fairy spirit, <clears throat> we have animal spirit, uh, the pyramid spirit. So you, everything has got a spirit and the spirit reunions with the idea that we come as spirits back to reconnect from our spirit selves with each other. It's all, you know, they pick the name, you know, I was, I was just open to whatever the name should be. And my, my sister, it was a funny thing when I told her the name of the place and she looked at me and she said, you know, that no one normal is going to go there. Right. Yeah. That pretty. And that's true <laughs> and so said, far. <laughs> I mean, really, that's, that's what I'm shooting for. You know, we're not normal. We, we're Thanks sis. Yeah. Thanks sis for, for <laughs> stating the obvious. <laughs> trying to insult you but not realizing she was completely all right exactly. yeah yeah so each cabin has an energy and i want to i want to talk about this because this came up yesterday um i've had people come that have illnesses um i had a, a a guy come that had leukemia bone marrow transplant he had uh, uh adrenal fatigue and his body was actually attacking itself third degree burns all over his body you know very serious illness he hadn't slept in three years and he came here and he slept in the tree cabin for the whole week. And 
he said he actually finally could sleep. Well, when I was building this cabin and I built it with my hands, I was in here wow. at night at three in the morning on my back in the loft painting. And, you know, I, I, my energy is in this and my intention is in it. And my intention was that people sleep really good here. And I, and I had a guy just come and he just left yesterday. He said, Oh, I don't sleep. I'm up at three in the morning, you know, sometimes, you know, four and I'm, I'm up for the night or for the day. Well, at nine o'clock, he's still sleeping and he came out and he just laughed. And he, and cause I said, you know, you might sleep in, in there. There's, there's an energy there, you right. know, so each cabin has an energy and everybody will comment, you know, I will put, have put the energy in it. And then it's hilarious to me to see people come up and tell me what that energy is. Even the TP, when I put that TP up, my, my intention for the TP was healing and it's a vortex. It's a feminine vortex and it actually heals and there's a little blurb on my website um, a, a little video that's really good and I, I i put it up with that intention and this guy this past weekend he came up and he just described to me to a t what happened to him in that teepee that night exactly what i put intention into you know so we are all powerful and intending and i'm getting to see my creation and the intention i put into it and how it actually comes to fruition and it's incredibly powerful. I mean, I, I helped um, set up in each cabin a little bit. And uh, what I love about you is I grew up around country girls who get up and just do what they got to do. And you threw me on the back of the ATV. I almost fell on my ass. Because <laughs> she, you have to picture this. Jenny's on a four-wheel drive, you know, you know, ATV and um, all-terrain vehicle. And she's, I got to go down here and I got to get this and blah, 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 you know. And so I'm not sure how to sit on the back because I don't want to be rude and just wrap my arms around you like, hey, baby, let's go. Um, and not be the weird, creepy guy. Uh, and so I'm just, I'm, I'm on the back and you take off like a shotgun. And I'm like, I'm, a, I'm about to fall back on my ass. And so you're like, you know, it works better if you sit like this, you know, <laughs> like telling me what to do. I'm like, this, this girl has got it together. She really knows what she wants. The only thing it's missing is you with a, a rifle and gloves, you know, <laughs> it's like, so I'm watching this country girl, you know, and we, we put everything in the, in the, the big wheelbarrow or the, or the, you know, the, the, the thingy, the cart and we're pulling everything around and we're, we're loading up all the cabins getting ready for everybody to come. And I got to tell you, you were, you were obsessed with making sure your guests had such a great experience. The love that you were, that was driving you was just, that was what was amazing. And we got a chance to sit outside and get to know each other and bond. And, you know, there were like five, six main people there. And uh, we got to sing some Garth Brooks as well. Um, so that was fun. Um, but this, uh, I love what you're doing. And I want people to go to the retreat and get some healing and stuff like that. And uh, it doesn't cost a lot. It's just, it's, you will come away on a weekend at Jenny's feeling revitalized, awake, aware, healed. Uh, any of the emotional stuff that you had with your family, that, th that's going to be healed. And, and I recommend that you go to Spirit Reunion Sanctuary. Please, the website again is? Spiritreunions.com spiritreunions.com Jenny Byers thank you for being on today's show but I still have a lightning round where I ask you three questions okay those three questions are for us to get to know you better not just okay. as a, a spiritual healer but also as somebody who um, we can get some deeper stuff so here first question 
What's your favorite album? Scarlet's Walk by Tori Amos. Wow. <laughs> Uh, what is like your favorite thing to do to relax at night? A salt bath with essential oils. And candles, I bet, huh? Yeah. Is <laughs> your girl. Yeah. <laughs> and what is your vision of the future for what you're doing? Well, this place is all about integrating into our experience what we already know within us so a lot of us have studied we've read we've been on journeys but we haven't fully integrated the experience and so this retreat represents experience and this is the new new time for us we've got to step out of the knowledge building phase and move into the experiencing phase where we experience this energy we experience the flow we experience the higher dimensional things we experience how to get back to interacting with each other from the heart space get our hearts open and understand what it is actually like to live with our hearts <laughs> open so that's what this center is about it's going to continue to get bigger in that boom Ladies and gentlemen, Jenny Byers, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, get out there. Go to spiritreunions.com, connect, uh, book your trip, get over there, uh, and even call you up. Do you still do one-on-one -on -one sessions if they want to call and, and talk to you about that? How do, do. They, how do they get a hold of you for that? Uh, my phone number is 423-767-3609. Leave a message and talk slow and leave your numbers and the things that you want to don't talk fast and don't leave long messages like you're talking to to your brother <laughs> who's sitting right next to you i've seen people do that give your name number short message and she'll get back to you uh jenny thank you for being on awakened nation thank you thank you so much for being a big part of the awakened nation movement this is how you can help me and our extraordinary guests. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please share it out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And let's grow this movement by word of mouth. Our success will be because of you. Thank you, and see you next week.